Dactronics, obviously, you know, have a manufacturing facility, you know, in South Dakota, not only meets the Trade Agreement Act, but also the Buy American Act, which is the toughest one to actually um, get to. Hello, and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner, here with Matt Anderson. Today, we're joined by Ty Dato, AV Channel Sales, and Phil Reyes, Senior Director of Government Systems and Channel Management, both with Dactronics. They share the details of Dactronics products for the government and military market, including the detailed level of assembly, interface, installation, service and support of those products, and so much more. And we're here today with Ty and Phil. Ty, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you, Justin? I'm doing good. We have Matt Anderson here, of course. And Phil, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks, guys. All right. And today's topic is kind of uh, military applications and what Dactronics can can provide for those. Um, But we'll start with, Ty, can you start with uh, kind of your history and how you got to where you're at at Dactronics? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, It goes back 23 years, I I guess. Um, Yeah, basically, um, I'm based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and uh, have 23 years in the direct view LED display industry. I uh, got my start, um, unfortunately, at another company. Uh, <laughs> but then I saw the light and came over to the, to the bright side, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so um, basically, I've been with Dactronics about 16 years. Um, and I was on the reseller side um, market for us for outdoor displays. Um, worked my way through that market uh, through the spectacular side. Obviously, we call spectaculars the really big, neat, uh, Vegas-style type projects, um, and then worked my way into the AV side, and and here I am. Nice. And then, uh, so what what are you kind of doing today? What's your current role, and then what are your responsibilities? Yeah, current role, um, I I oversee the Western U.S. for um, the AV channel market, so... When we sell direct view LED through that channel, through our AV integrator partners. So really from anything that they get into, obviously Phil's on the call, but both myself and Phil, obviously we both hover to the military sector. Um, it's just been a market that we both have been in, have been exposed to, had experience in over the years. And it was just kind of the right fit. It's, it's a lot of fun, uh, the mar- this, the military market is. so. Um, I would say, I would say probably my, my focus, probably 90%, um, military focus. And then the rest, uh, pick up through other AV integrators for, you know, enterprise type business. And it seems like kind of going through your background of, um, of the various uh, places you've been, I mean, it seems everything's around technology, right? Was that kind of, I don't know, something when you were going through college or whatever, you always wanted to be in technology or kind of, when did you know that that was the career path that you were interested in? Yeah, gall. Now you're really making me go back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I well, I was an electrician okay. uh, by trade um back in the uh late mid to late 90s and I really got tired of working out in the cold, working in the heat, <laughs> using my muscles. I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to use my brain instead of my muscles." <laughs> <laughs> and uh um, had the opportunity, a company here in Utah, uh, looking for somebody to oversee like their UL electrical side of the house for them. And, uh, I, I applied to it on a whim and 
it was just the right fit and it was a lot of fun. And I just started, as I got into it, started going through all the different um, pieces and parts of, of the product. So going through manufacturing and, and software side of things, control side of things, content side of things. And I just kind of worked my way through the whole organization, learning this technology, the direct view technology. Um, and it just kind of stuck. It was a lot of fun. It's never a dull moment. It's always, there's always something different or the use case of the products being used in different ways. It just, it really stuck with me and resonated. And, and, you know, 23 years later, I'm, I'm still doing it, still enjoying it. Never a dull moment still. And, you know, when I looked at it in the past with how, uh, you know, technology started to really ramp up and speed up that, that, you know, the evolution of technology and the progression of technology was at a real, it was at a faster pace. And it was really neat to be on that forefront of the technology uh, and seeing it change and evolve over time. And I think that's what really, you know, drove me to have a passion for it and to continue on with it. Yeah. It sounds like a good fit here at Dactronics. So that's interesting to hear. Um, and we're going to push it over to Phil now. And Phil, can you tell us a little bit of your background and how you came to be a Dactronics. Sure. <clears throat> well, started off in the telecommunication business and um, been involved in government uh, work and the government marketplace for over 30 years. Um, I actually managed the state contract in the state of Maryland for Sprint. Uh, that was all the networks and that uh, supported all the various government organizations. Um, towards the end of that, I started uh, getting involved with a lot of... Um, Back, it was VTC, video teleconferencing, and Sprint was a provider of uh, networks, not equipment and installation. So it caused me to reach out to a company back then, many years ago, called SPL, that eventually came ABSPL. Um, and the reason I reached out to them was that uh, rooms were now becoming more sophisticated and need to be integrated, and uh, something that was outside the telecommunication company's uh, expertise. So and started uh, bringing in ABSPL to integrate rooms. And uh, a few years later, the CEO of that company asked me to, if I would be interested in actually setting up a government division for the for the company. Uh, so AVI, actually it was SPL, became AVI-SPL. So I was the vice president for the government division there for about seven years. And when the merger took place, I hung around about another year. And then I became the, um, the manager director for the government division of the Whitlock Group which I did for about seven years. And uh, during that time, um, my responsibilities were to set up a government division. I actually set up the uh, um, the companies with um, clear facilities. So I was able to get uh, clear facilities so that we could have our technicians um, be uh, classified as secret and top secret level technicians to do the kind of classified work we were doing. Um, from there, um, you know, I managed, you know, a whole group of guys, you know, over 20 guys, um, in different parts of the country, basically act acting as a mentor and a coach and also, um, involved in, you know, marketing strategy. Towards the end of my, uh, AV integration career, I started looking at, uh, what was going on in the LED marketplace. And so there was a lot of stuff taken off at that time. This was the very beginning where high resolution LED kind of hit the marketplace and uh, reached out to a company called Layered. 
and they liked what they saw, and they actually hired me to be the executive vice president for North America for the Layer Group, which then became Layer Planar. And after that merger took place, I felt a little, little uh, I don't know, uneasy about what was going on, and uh, I was introduced to uh, Dactronics, and uh, Dactronics uh, flew me over to uh, interview with uh, Reese Kurtenbach and Jay Parker and Jim Vascar and a whole host of folks. Um, and I was offered a position to set up a government division and also um, kind of manage a channel management program. Uh, Datronics, up to this point in time, was doing a lot of direct sales um, and really didn't have a robust channel management program in place. So I was kind of hired to uh, introduce integrators from all over the country, uh, bring them into a channel, kind of a partnership. And uh, that's kind of uh, the gist of it. Yeah, it sounds like a, a heavy government military background Absolutely. seems to fit exactly what we're going to talk about today. For sure. And then is this, um, so then I can't, I don't know if I missed it then, Phil. So how long have you been at Dactronics then since you started with that, uh, helping set up the military division? Uh, it's been, it's been uh, over five years, okay. going on six. Yeah. Nice. And uh, a big part of that and something that kind of means a lot to this marketplace is uh, something that's manufactured in America using global parts. And, and that's how Dactronics does it. I mean, we, we get our parts through a specific parts network and, and bring it here, and we do a lot of the component assembly and things like that from the component level to final assembly and, and really kind of build everything from the ground up. Um, can you tell us a little more about um, the, the parts and the, the manufacturing um, in the USA using those global parts? Yeah, maybe if, in, maybe if it's starting out when you first came in, I don't know if it was that interview with Reese, like when you first saw our manufacturing facilities here in in Brookings, too, like, what was your thoughts on that to kind of tie to Justin's question? Well, number one, I mean, because I was already familiar with the LED marketplace, I was uh, kind of astonished that um, Dactronics was doing the level of uh, manufacturing that it did here in the United States. In fact, we're the only company that really manufactures a product that uh, meets the BAA, that's a uh, Buy American Act um, classification. And so, you know, <clears throat> just going through the plant um, and then going into the area where the NPN products, that's the narrow pix pixel pitch products where we do the high resolution LED manufacturing um, and just seeing how all that came together and how it was, uh, you know, the testing and, and all of the, the quality control that Dactronics has was just um, unparalleled to uh, others in the marketplace. And then maybe we can um, throw it over to you then, Ty, too. I mean, you've, with your background too and then coming over to Dactronics what was your kind of impression when you saw our, our manufacturing capabilities yeah it was oh the word I use is impressive you know me and Bill both have seen other manufacturers the, the, the how should I put it the back end of other manufacturers or internal of other manufacturers and to see the level of manufacturing that Dactronics does um down to the component level is it was was really impressive um, obviously DAC has always been known as one of the largest and largest players in the industry in the space. So, you know, when I had the opportunity to come over and then I saw what they had to offer and the, the depths that they went in, in their manufacturing processes and, and the way everything was set up, um, it was, it was just a perfect fit. It was like, yeah, this is where I need to be. Um, it was really neat to see the the level of engineering that goes into the product the level of um testing 
they have we have a reliability lab that we run all of our products through to vet all of our components and our, and our suppliers um and even our our finished product we even sometimes run other manufacturers product through our reliability lab or you know and some other components like such as diodes to find out what that longevity is going to be because Dactronic stance has always been if we're going to put something into the marketplace it needs to work and it needs to work for a long time right it needs to be reliable and so when you saw all those processes, like Phil mentioned, the, you know, the, the quality assurance side of things and the things that they were doing internally, um, with the product and the development and, and, and the processes was like, oh, okay, this is, this is pretty simple. This stuff's built like a tank. Um, and, and it's going to work and going to last. And from a sales perspective, it makes my job easy. Right. So, so it was kind of like, Hey, yeah, this is where I want to be. Right. But like, like Bill mentioned it, that BAA and PAA compliancy, it's a huge thing in the military space because of, you know, obviously security reasons. Um, but on top of it, the, as Phil mentioned, how things are all done here in the States, um, not only from a manufacturing side, but from a support and service side of things, um, that's also state-based. So everything is, is under one roof, what, which makes it extremely easy for our customers and, and also our partners, our, our channel partners that are selling the product and supporting the product as well. And, and I think that's ex that very, very important, especially in our industry, where most manufacturers out there um, are basically bringing in full, full components and then just packaging it together and reselling it. I'm kind of stating that in a broad term, but mm -hmm. that's kind of what's happening. And, and there's a lot of manufacturers where a lot of this stuff comes from Asia countries, um, China mainly, right? When you're seeing direct view LED, um, obviously they have a big market of manufacturing for that, but when we're buying from TAA-compliant countries, they're trade partners with us. They follow certain regulations. It's a, it's extremely important in this this space. I can't stress it stress it hard enough for you. Right. You you said a lot of things there that we kind of want to dive into, and and one of them is that the the level of manufacturing that Dactronics does, we're we're actually putting components onto circuit boards um, in in Brookings, South Dakota. You know where we're doing that stuff at the the component level of manufacturing in the USA using global parts, right? But can we talk right. a little bit about what you said? We heard BAA and TAA. Can um, maybe, uh, Phil, you want to explain what BAA is and what TAA is? Well, Buy American Act um, really promotes uh, companies that manufacture here in the United States. When President Biden was elected, one of the uh, things that he was uh, promoting was, you know, bringing manufacturing back to the United States. And that talk has been going on for a while um, at the executive level. And so, you know, it's become an important feature for the military and for the different branches of the government to try to get products that are made here in America. You know, that's, that employs uh, American citizens. It You know, it's uh, money that stays here in the United States. So it's important. Trade Agreement Act is kind of a um, an unpoliced kind of a compliance, and a lot of um, our competitors claim that they're TAA compliant, and 
what that means is the substantial transformation of their product is is assembled in a uh, country that we have a trade agreement with. Okay. And so um, it's not policed. It's not like we have a an agency that polices it. It's all kind of like, a, you know, gentleman's word. And um, a lot of people take advantage of that. Um, you know, Dactronics, obviously, you know, having a manufacturing facility, you know, in South Dakota, not only meets the Trade Agreement Act, but also the Buy American Act, which is the toughest one to actually um, get to. And so, you know, these um, these terms are, are buzzwords in the government marketplace. Um, and, you know, some of the things that Ty and me and people in our team, you know, we try to educate, um, you know, our uh, potential customers and our customers that uh, this, this Trade Agreement Act is a kind of a loosely um, uh, monitored and policed kind of an act. Um, and that they need to be aware that, you know, a lot of this product might be coming in from Asia, like China, like Ty said, China, and then maybe assembled in places like Mexico or in Europe and then brought over to the United States to meet the TDA compliance. So I hope that answered the question on that. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can, if I can jump in on the BAA side, typically also what falls into that not only it being obviously built here and you're using us company but a lot of it a lot of the raw materials down to the raw materials side of things falls under ba so you use a certain percentage of companies businesses raw materials um people from the united states is what kind of gives you that qualification so i mean you know even down to like aluminum um you know it's really kind of it goes a lot more in depth than just the TA side of things. So it, it definitely gives you that um, advantage. And then you start looking to the support and manufacturing side and engineering side and, and like source code uh, all, you know, all underneath um, the Dactronics roof in Brookings, South Dakota. Um, it, it becomes very important to the, to the U.S. government. Absolutely. And that was going to be one of the questions I had too was, you know, Phil, you talking about the, the TAA not being policed as much, but the BA seems a little bit more strict. And I was even just curious of what is that process? Is it, I mean, is it a bunch of forms that fell out? Do people have to come visit Dactronics? I was kind of curious. So how do you actually get that, you know, that seal of approval that you're BAA compliant? As far as the certification goes, um, I'm not quite sure what the entire certification processes to be honest with you but obviously you know by american act means it's manufactured here in the united states taa a little bit more looser you know in its terms and there's really um to my knowledge no um kind of process or application or anything like that it's kind of like you know you you, you give your word to your customers that you know uh 51% of your product is substantially transformed in a in the United States or in a, a, a trade-agreed country. So uh, so as far as I know, there is no uh, official application for the TAA. Right. For BAA, they usually, they'll vet you. Like, golf, Phil, how long was it? It was five years ago or so, four or five years ago. I wanted to say we had DOD um, come into our factory uh, they gave us kind of the stamp of approval that we could use the term and and then also, you know, saying, hey, we're actually a preferred supplier of the DOD. Um, so it was, it, 
it's there's kind of a a process of vetting, um, not necessarily a, a applications of forms filled out. I, I know from an executive level, I'm guessing there's probably some so, some sort of documentation or and or yeah, yeah letter and agreement, but. Uh, not like that. It's like you basically can't just say it. <laughs> That's what I was hoping yeah. there was some kind of like visit kind of involved because then it's like putting the, the proof there yeah. that they saw with their own eyes. Yeah. And when you say yeah. DOD, it's Department of Defense. So somebody actually from there came to Brookings and looked at our factories and then gave the stamp of approval and they did whatever they had to do on the back end after that to say you're BAA compliant. Yeah, correct. Correct. And if so, I mean, if other companies were to try to claim that, um, and didn't have that process or that vetting process. They, they, they the federal government's federal are very apt to um, shut that down or say, "Hey, you guys can't use that." <laughs> right. We haven't, you know. I mean, they they watch it fairly closely. They know um, where things are being manufactured, what your processes are, your where your you know materials are coming from you know, all that fun stuff. So they okay. kind of research that when they dig into you. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting to hear. I'm glad we kind of laid that part out there yeah. so people understand what we're talking about. And you even mentioned something a little bit earlier that it's important that we service and support all those um, parts and installations and products from within the United States. We have our U.S.-based service team um, helping out with that. Can you talk a little bit more about how that support aspect being based in the USA is important? Yeah, golf. Um, just from just from a time frame period, that it's it's pretty important. Where most of the you know FedGov applications are, you know, they're a mission critical installation. They're being used twenty four seven. You know, they're they're making decisions based off on the content that's being displayed through the screens, um, and and so those things have to work um, flawlessly twenty four seven, pretty much operationally and. Basically, so what that allows us also is obviously um, from a, a technical or technician side of things, um, having technicians um, filtered throughout the United States that are, are field in, we call them field engineers. Um, they're available to be on site to assist for that. But uh, mainly our, our tech support and service center that are in Brookings and uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The nice feature about it too is your there's no, you know, obviously language barrier or wait period or time to where you don't have to go to, you know, Asia to get your parts fixed and get them back. And it, there's just a lot of time and maybe a language barrier and, and different time zones. There's a lot of things that can cause delay in that. Um, so when you're dealing with our, our service center um, out of Brookings, it, it, it's pretty straightforward. You're dealing with, you know, American people and and that process is just a lot faster um, to turn those parts and and service around if if it's needed. Absolutely. And then Phil, do you have anything kind of add to conversations you've had about you know the importance of being able to have services and support based here in the United States? Yes. Um, you know, one of the things that um, has been really well received um, is that not only are we providing support and parts, but our factory certification training is a very important uh, feature that we offer. It is something that we do uh, as a, a complement to our customers. Um, we've had many uh, military uh, folks and, and government agency folks actually go through the training as well. We received some high ratings. 
it's very been very well received. Um, a lot of our competitors really cannot offer the type of training that we offer um, because many of them are just uh, again assembling and brokering products that are coming in from different parts of the world. Where you know we're based here in the United States. Um, we've been in the uh, uh, LED business for a long, long time, so. Our, our educational training um, has been based on something that's been true um, to Dactronics uh, excellence in products, and it actually spilled over to our high-resolution products as well. That's probably one of the uh, important features, as, as long I mean, as well as the uh, support based. But the support that we offer, because we have uh, a global reach with our products, we can support military and agencies all over the world. In fact, um, we have some very high-level top-secret facilities that we support in Europe. And because we have technicians that are there in the European theater, uh, we can uh, respond very quickly to any issues that may happen in these command centers, also in the PAC rim. So the fact that we've been around for over 50 years and we have reach into the global market, uh, we can provide support, uh, which gives us a superior position over our competitors. Um, so it's another feature that we offer that goes along with our services and our products. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking a lot about the product itself, uh, but there's also what's driving the product and, and the data that's held within the product and the interface. And we design and develop all of that in the United States as well. Phil, can you tell us more of how important that is? Well, the fact that we not only make the LED display, but that we make the mount and that we make the display interface um, as one package is a very important um, part of how we deliver to uh, agencies and to the U.S. military. Um, getting onto a military base and, and getting into an agency, there's a lot of security. Um, and the fact that we set everything as one package is very, very important logistically. Um, many times, um, companies that don't have their own manufacturing of the mounts or their display interface have to kind of rely on suppliers to ship products to uh, military or agencies and um, hope that they all show up at the same time, which it rarely does. It does not happen. And so the fact that we're able to package all this and send it as one solution is huge. Display interfaces, um, Dactronics have been making display interfaces for for decades, um, we developed display interface, you know, for the broadcast and sports world, which is a very high demanding um, marketplace. So these display interfaces that we um, provided a military kind of come from that um, that world of um, you know how we develop develop these things for for the broadcast industry. So you know the fact that these are high quality display interfaces. Uh, the products are being manufactured, and the mounting is all coming as a one package. Uh, strengths very high with our customers. Correct me if I'm wrong, Phil. I mean, on the display interface, even from the side of it being Phil here, you kind of touched on it where you, you know, they have to, where other manufacturers' interfaces are coming from different parts of the world or what have you. When it comes from to a security aspect on the interface itself, where we, like I had mentioned earlier, we we hold the source code. We we engineer, design, write the code, all that fun stuff for our display interface. Um, just from a security aspect of it is big in the military. You know, a lot of these rooms, like Phil said, in secure or secret or top secret rooms, 
usually those products can't leave, they can't come out of it. And so when you're dealing with that aspect, um, having one that's US based, it becomes a little bit easier to, to work on, manage, maintain, um, service, all that fun stuff, um, on our product, um, where you're not having to ship it back to Asia or what have you, or have Asia work on it somehow, some way. And so it, I don't, I would say that that's pretty important when you, when you feel. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and it does to, um, kind of get rid of any, any type of, uh, confusion, the display interface, uh, developed by Diatronics is really how we map the pixels, you know, um, from the content to the display. Mm-hmm. It's not a processor. So the processor, uh, that's used in the military and for government agencies have to meet a strict uh, certification in order to ride on a, a military or government network. And so um, when Diatronics started providing these high-resolution displays for these uh, command centers, warfare centers, uh, the, the leaders um, in the processing uh, marketplace approached us and actually had sent engineers to certify um, our displays with their processors as a working solution. And to this day, uh, we have many success stories um, with some the, the leaders and uh, processing uh, companies that uh, offer their products to the U.S. military and to the government agencies, and um, that uh, is actually growing. So we're, we have even others that uh, are, are still coming to us trying to um, certify our product as a working solution uh, with the processing technology they bring to the market. Yeah, and this uh, sounds like it's it's talking about image quality, and I mean we're talking about. Um, DV LED or direct view LED and that's like fine pitch pixels so you're getting this crisp clarity there and you don't want like latency and and blurs coming on motion on the screen is that what we're talking about here with getting the highest quality yeah I mean a display interface quality uh, that we offer again it it was developed for the for the broadcast industry Mm -hmm. so it's the highest quality that you can possibly get there are third-party display interface a lot of it's coming from asia um uh, more specifically china um that are actually being delivered to um agencies and military facilities and um a lot of the uh end users aren't even aware of it so and again that's another kind of education that we have to spread amongst our customers and to potential customers that you know these these interfaces that you're seeing are probably not uh interfaces that are made here in the united states so, um, but again, not only is it made here in the United States, but the quality, uh, of course, you know, Dactronics does, you know, stadiums for the Navy, for the, for West Point. You know, we do a lot of, uh, high quality, um, stadiums, not just for the military and, uh, and the government, but also for the sports world, the okay. entertainment world. And it's never to say no one's ever going to say it's not important to that. It's very sharp, but it's. I always think it's it's even more important in these applications, and I, it's either to you, Ty, or Phil, but, right, it's, I mean, broadcast quality we talked about. Everyone wants to see the game in high definition or 4K, HDR, whatever it may be, but when you're in a military application, I feel like clarity and things like that because decisions are being made on what's seen, it's got to be a lot more important, right? Oh, abs- yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, 100% color accuracy, clarity, um, is extremely important. Obviously, when they're making decisions based on what on the content that's being displayed across the screen, it's got to be accurate, right? 
So, so yeah, I mean, if there's searches for a guy on a street that's wearing a blue shirt and his shirt looks green, there's going to be issues, right? So you can kind of see that use case scenario. So when Bill's talking about broadcast quality, for, you know, uh, display interface, um, that's at the highest level um, with, you know, your color depths, your, your, your grayscale, you know, your, your refresh rates, all that fun stuff. Um, that is extremely important. So what's really cool about the military sector is they're, they're the fed gov sector is they're using these displays at the highest capacity possible, which is, which is really neat to see because typically you don't see, see that very often a, a display driven, a display that's needed, that needs to be driven at its highest capacity possible. So if that makes sense. So yeah. So yeah, it, it's really kind of cool to see um, how these guys are driving it. What what is important to them? What what the use case is? What they expect and what they need? Um, you know, to, to to for part of the mission, basically, it can to be successful in the mission. It kind of reminds me too. I mean, the, the various applications of it being important. Uh, we had an interview, I think it was two years ago, Justin, with the mm -hmm. Joint Medical Operations Center, but. Theirs is about, you know, medical things and how important clear and the colors yeah. have to be right when they're doing what well, is your favorite term? We call it robot surgery. Yeah, robot surgery. <laughs> they're they're doing off site <laughs> um medical care. Yeah. You know? So it's it's very, very important that they see exactly what they need to see for those medical procedures. Yeah, that's what made me think of it when you were saying that, Ty, because he's like, It's not good that it's red. Like when there's surgery going on, a lighter red and a darker red mean two completely different things when they see that stuff. So it's very important to have <laughs> yep. color accuracy. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And even more important is, like, like you're saying, we're running these displays at the highest capacity possible. Um, something else to call out is we've been developing these displays for, for decades, right? We've been in business for more than 50 years. So our products have evolved to this highest standard available. And that that same quality is is available and we've supported in other marketplaces um and, and phil can you maybe go more on to this is that something that you you bring up in those conversations as well absolutely um you know statronics is famous for the many stadiums that we do for football and baseball and the arenas that we do uh for basketball soccer stadiums and a lot of times um you know people are, are aware of that and um the fact that we've developed this um, product that is really uh, geared towards um, briefing rooms and uh, warfare centers is kind of, it, it's a new marketplace that Dactronics um, has stepped into, but has stepped into successfully. Um, and again, the reliability of the quality in the products that we've been producing for so many years has led to our success in this uh, this government marketplace. I don't know how much more I can say about that. It's, uh, you know, it, it, years and years of development and processes and, and, and uh, testing. I know that when we have invited um, branches of the military to come in and see how we're testing our products, how we're making our products, they were astonished. And a lot of that has actually led to some huge uh, projects uh, for the company in the government space. So it's, it's, a uh, it's, it's, a uh, an evolution of a of a product that's uh, been developed by Dactronics that now goes into different areas that uh, we haven't been into in the past, but it's an exciting area. Basically, that same level of engineering and design and support we that we have on 
you know, all of our outdoor style displays or indoor arenas or stadiums or, or whatever it may be, Times Square, Vegas, uh, we took that same level of engineering into our, our NPN, uh, product, which is our narrow pixel pitch product line or our high resolution TV LED line. We, we took that same engineering success that we've had in those other markets and developed it around that core strategy or that core engineering. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And and it's even not just the technology itself, but also you talked about all the other parts that come with it, even um, a mounting strategy that we've come up with a speed frame. Could you talk about how that is, is critical for these types of installations as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If we call it a speed frame, we love that. We, we're trying to get a trademark. I want it. <laughs> At least I keep telling them to trademark it. Right. It's kind of, it's a really cool product. Um, it's a frame solution that comes with, with the display. Um, so you're not, you know, not having to buy from a frame company. Um, it's, it's another piece that needs to be added to be able to hang it on the wall or mount it to the wall. Really neat products. Uh, we released it. Oh, has it been about two years ago, year, year and a half ago or so? That sounds Um, it basically cuts down um, the way we designed it was and how the panels actually mount to it. Um, the ease of use, not having to have backer board, all that fun stuff um, that adds to installation costs. Um, and then the ease of hanging the, each individual panel uh, on slotted keyholes on the frame makes it for a simple, fast install, right? So fast, simple install usually equates to um, the, the sales partners or, or even the customer, a, a lower cost, right? You just, you don't have that mm-hmm. much, that added labor cost and time that it takes to install, uh, maybe a different wall that's happened to use a different frame and, and, and has different, different requirements for substructure or, or a backer board or what have you. So yeah, really neat product. Um, it is, it's all aluminum, um, goes together simple mount to the wall right to the sheetrock wall as long as you're hitting you know the studs behind it in the wall or or to your sub or to substructure or whatever that back piece may be uh, but yeah it, it definitely speeds up the install time i was gonna say justin i'm trying to remember we just interviewed uh an av company recently on the podcast too and they were talking about speed frame yeah and they were saying a lot of the same points you're hitting on ty i can't remember the exact numbers but it was like oh we've done this with you before yeah and it was four days to install a narrow pixel pitch product and this time it only took us two days and so the everything everything moved up by like half the time that they were used to yeah and you think those military applications it's it's a secure place on a base most of the time right so you're not allowed to be having too many people coming and going. So the amount of time that we can cut down on people on site's got to help, right? Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yep. And so, and something that's kind of interesting in the, in the frame world as well is typically your third party frame, like frame manufacturers. Um, usually those frames, they're not cheap. Um, they, they definitely have a high price tag to them. Um, we've bundled it into our products, um, and it's, it's, it's very well price pointed. It's part of the display. So it comes with the display. Um, we do offer, obviously there's, there's applications where 
maybe a customer needs a different style plate frame, like a floor stand or a hanging frame or whatever it may be. Um, and, and we work with those customers to either develop or work with the third party frame manufacturers that are out there. Um, they've all worked with our product before. So it's, it's, you know, you, you're not, you're not beholden to have to use our frame, but it, it comes with it unless you have, unless you have a, a different application that requires a different style frame. And I'm going to throw it to you, Phil. I mean, talking about the speed frame and you're talking about how easy and it's getting quicker to install. I got to imagine um, in a lot of these applications that having it being serviceable from the front is an important factor, right? Absolutely. I mean, it is a, uh, a feature that um, really is, you know, accepted um, and embraced by the government. Um, you know, uh, the fact that they can walk up to the display and, and do a repair without having to get behind, uh, you know, a heavy mounted uh, LED uh, wall just makes life so much easier for them. And, um, and just a bit, and again, you know, um, part of the training that we offer, um, to people that come to the factory training certification, where they're actually learning how to set up these kind of mounts, how to, how to mount the split, the, uh, the panels onto the mounts, and then being able to troubleshoot and maintain is all, all part of our factory certification training. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a, a feature that's uh, well-received. Yeah, and we're thinking of all angles of this stuff when we go to deliver it. It's not just, hey, here's the product quality, here's how to install it, here's how to service it too to, to minimize that service downtime so it's quick as well. Um, and there's also, we, we do this factory calibration and burn-in to make sure that when it shows up on site, it's it's ready to go. Can you tell us a little more about that as well? Yeah, I mean, the fact that, you know, we're not burning in product when it gets to the site and we're doing it in the factory, making sure everything is dialed in uh, and everything is tested before it goes to the site is really important. As was, you know, discussed earlier, you know, the, the time that we have in these um, top secret facilities um, is minimal. I mean, they, they can't really have these uh, combat command centers down for a period of time because of the importance of, of what they do with that mission. Um, so, you know, the fact that, you know, um, we have all of this dialed in, all of it worked out, all coming as one package really, um, is a relief, uh, to the end user in the government space. All right. And then maybe I'll kind of think of one last question here, Ty, I might throw over to you is, um, you know, we do something with archiving the information about these displays, right? Can you talk a little bit about to that and why that's important uh, for service going forward? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so obviously every display that leaves the factory, we actually keep all the calibration codes, archive, we archive all the, all the system configurations, the setup, um, every piece and part of that display. Um, so that way, if a customer ever needs service or if things have changed at, at the facility or if something has, has been messed with, so to speak, um, it, it's as simple as calling into our tech support and we actually have all those, all that record, all those files on hand. Um, just from a support side of things, it makes it fairly simple for, for our process. Um, Oh yeah. Getting that display service quick. Sorry, Phil, go ahead. Yeah. yeah I was, I was going to just add, you know, there's been some pain in the industry 
um, with this particular uh, situation where companies are um, kind of brokering with different manufacturers overseas and um, just to try to hit price points. So they'll, they'll have a manufacturer that they'll kind of be selling products for a couple of years and they'll shift to another manufacturer that maybe gives them a better price point and then they'll start promoting that under that same name. And so when you're trying to get uh, support or spares or ar archival information from a company that's already changed their manufacturer uh, maybe two or three times, it becomes very difficult and it's caused a lot of pain in the industry. So the fact that Dactronics does all this, keeps all this information, supported uh, you know from a, uh, a company that's been around for over 50 years it's u.s based it's um it's, it's a very important um offering that we uh bring to the marketplace yeah that's, yeah that's a that's a great point phil i mean you hit on it with where you know how we archive all of our products any any component that goes into these displays take for example a diode where, where like phil mentioned there's a lot of manufacturers that kind of shop this out to to hundreds of different led led manufacturers right and where we archive it and basically say okay this is the led that they have and this is what we have to use um we can put that when we're say we're replacing a tile or um or or a module on the on the display that we're getting that that same um diode that same color that same calibration so that way, when you send it back to the customer site, it, it pretty much well matches what they have. Yeah. Um, like Phil had mentioned, what we've seen throughout throughout the industry, there's a lot of manufacturers out there that just pick and choose whatever, whatever's the cheapest usually, um, and say, okay, yeah, let's throw it in and send it out to them. And it might not be the same diode, or it might not be that same calibration. Um, um, setup or configuration, right? So it 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 becomes right. it becomes more challenging to make that to keep that display uh, looking a nice even color palette across the, the overall display and everything matches. Well, right. if if we've learned right. anything today is that color um, display uniformity and color uniformity is very critical in these installations, <laughs> Even more so than other applications, right? Absolutely. I just I just wanted to add one one other um, piece to this, and that is. You know, Dactronics has been in this business for a long time. So, you know, we've really narrowed the amount of suppliers that we use. Um, you know, we only use a few power supply companies. We only uh, work with a few LED um, manufacturers. You know, we only, we, we've narrowed the, the number of suppliers based on the quality and the performance that we've been relying on these folks for, for decades. And so when companies are trying to hit certain price points and shopping around for power supplies that are maybe a little bit cheaper or LEDs that aren't up to the quality of the kind of LEDs that the, the Dactronics uses, you come up with a substandard um, type of product. And so, you know, in Dactronics, you know, the reason that we put so much time into the uh, scrutinizing our suppliers is because we know that if we put cheap parts into our product, we're, our service department is going to be working off the hook. So we know that if we do a good job manufacturing a product, controlling our suppliers and, and the quality they bring us, we know that that will reduce the number of service calls we have out there, replacement parts and all of that. And so we don't we feel like uh, the industry does not um, kind of follow 
that rule that Daktronics follows. Um, we feel like they're just trying to hit price points so they can um, allure customers with uh, you know, cost rather than quality. So um, that's that's my my addition to this discussion. Right. Yeah. Cus- customer satisfaction is key. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And we've, we've covered so many different points that every step along the way, all the different things we've talked about today, all lead up to that customer satisfaction point from component choice to where we're assembling and making these displays to uh, the support and service to how they're being installed to every step along the way, including that service and support at the end. So Ty and uh, Phil, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing all those details with us today. And everything we're doing to support this uh, government military marketplace. Appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 